Hello, dear friends. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and welcome to All Things Murder. Welcome to All Things Murder, the show that dives into real true crime cases that inspired pop culture movies and shows we know today. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and if you forgot, Mother's Day is coming up this week. So just remember to give your mom, grandmother, for my instance, my mother figure, because I don't speak to mine, a special gift. One gift that you should definitely not get your mom is the 2014 movie, Perfect Sisters. It's a lifetime movie, so you know it's gonna be also very sappy. Perfect Sisters starring Abigail Breslin and Georgie Henley is based off the true story of two sisters who murdered their mother and would soon be known as the Bathtub Girls. Listener's discretion is advised. If you're a fan of horror movies or true crime, or perhaps both like myself, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube at All Things Murder. New episodes on Thursdays. Now, if you haven't seen the movie Perfect Sisters, which is based off the Bathtub Girls and the case, it's literally almost identical. Linda Anderson was the victim of premeditated murder by her two teenage daughters on January 18th, 2003 in Missiaga, Ontario. Since both daughters were under the age of 18 at the time of the murder, their identities are protected under the Youth Criminal Justice Act which is a Canadian law. The names Linda Anderson, as well as sisters Sandra and Elizabeth, or Beth Anderson, are aliases that were created by journalist Bob Mitchell in an effort to protect the girls' identities in the book that he wrote about their mom's murder. The book is The Class Project, How to Kill a Mother, story of Canada's infamous bathtub girls. It's like a tutorial, dude. How to kill a mother. Some angry teen bought that for sure. Linda Anderson gave birth to three children in Missiaga, Ontario. Her husband abandoned the family, and Linda would support her kids as a single mom. Now, being a single mom, she suffered from depression, and she became an alcoholic. Linda was then married to another man who was convicted of drunk driving, winner, winner, chicken dinner, and in 2001, he was convicted of domestic abuse. Sounds dreamy. After her second husband left, Linda's drinking obviously got worse, and the girls took on more household responsibilities. By 2002, her two teenage daughters resented the amount of money that their mom was spending on booze instead of, you know, her children, because that's what moms are supposed to do. Now, these girls wished that they had some of the things that their friends had, like swimming pools and clothes, which they thought if they had those things, it would make them more popular. Sandra described surviving childhood sexual abuse which was unreported when she confided into in a priest. Like she told a priest and he did nothing with that information. She also said that her mother drove drunk and she did not provide basic necessities for the family, which we are not surprised by. Sandra said that she tried and failed to report the abuse to the Children's Aid Society, which I guess in Canada is basically like CPS or Child Protective Services. Since they were getting nowhere, the sisters began to search on the internet for ways to kill their mom. As we know, everything on the internet is there forever, including your search history. These girls believe that by killing their mom, they would get the insurance money of around 133 grand, which yeah, that's a good paycheck. This compensation, the sisters thought would be the perfect amount of money to start a new life, 
get a bigger house, maybe go on a trip with their friends to Europe, you know, teenagers. The sister decided to drown their mom because they believed it would be, quote, fast and unspectacular. After formulating a murder plan, they informed three of their friends, who of course encouraged the sisters to do it, because teenagers are freaking dumb. You're gonna kill your mom? No way! Do it! Do it! No, don't do it. Prison does not sound fun, kids. None of these so-called friends alerted their parents, the police, or any authority figures about the crime. Oh no! Oh crap, they actually did it! We told no one! During lunchtime on January 18th, 2003, the sisters started giving their mom liquor in order for her to get drunk. The plan was to make Linda fully inebriated so that she could not resist. They also gave Linda six Tylenol-3 tablets containing codeine to slow down her heart rate, and then they drew her a bat. They asked her to lie on her back so they could scrub her, but when she rolled over, they forced her head down in the water and held it there for four minutes. When she resurfaced, she was dead. After the deed was done, the girls went to a restaurant called Jack Astor's to provide an alibi for the murder. Gotta have an alibi. After returning home from the restaurant, Sandra and Elizabeth dialed 911 and informed police that they found their mom dead in the tub. Oh snap, mom's dead. Look surprised, look surprised. They obviously initially believed the girl's story, so they felt like they got away with murder. Got away with murder. Gonna tweet that. It wasn't until a family friend went to the police and recorded the sister's confession that they became the prime suspects. After the murder, they told even more people. Just speaking openly, like the mall and at school. Yep, killed my mom. We did that. Why? Why would you talk? Why are you confessing to people? It's gonna make me look cool if I kill my mom. It won't. Sandra confided in her boyfriend, Donnie, who just wanted to break up with her instead of turning her in. All of their friends were around 15, 16 years old at the time of the murder. So, bunch of dumb teenagers not telling the right people a crime has been committed. During the trial, both sisters allegedly emphasized that the insurance policy had nothing to do with wanting their mom dead, but their friends told a different story. For a whole year after Linda's murder, it appeared that these girls had gotten away just by killing their own mom, and they were proud of it. But one of their friends finally did go to the police and confessed to them. He told them all the details of them drowning at a party. They said, yeah, she told me everything at a party, idiots. The police then wired him with a recording device, and he captured the confessions that led to their arrest. The defendants who became known as the Bathtub Girls were arrested on January 21st, 2004 and initially placed in separate youth correctional centers. They were later placed under house arrest. Both sisters made tape confessions of the crime, which were then used as evidence in the trial. They, of course, seized the girls' computers from their house and found chat messages regarding the plan, preparation, and an enactment of the murder. Again, they can find your search history, Serial Killer 101. There were also searches for information about the effects of mixing alcohol and Tylenol 3 prior to the murder. Again, clear your history everywhere. Sandra and Beth were tried beginning in November of 2005 and was found guilty of first degree murder. In June 2006, they were sentenced to 10 years in prison for first degree murder, the maximum youth sentence. Because remember, they're under 18. 
The 10 years consisted of six years in custody and four years under community supervision. If they were tried as adults, they would have received life sentences. Premeditated murder, yeah. Although they were tried as youths, they were incarcerated in women's prisons. While the sisters were incarcerated, they were not able to communicate with one another. They said, y'all are not talking. After serving four years in prison, during which the girls had little communication with each other, they were released on parole. The older sister Sandra was released to a halfway house in 2009, while the younger sister Beth was released about a year later. By 2020, it was reported that Sandra graduated from university and became a scientist, while Beth got married, became a mother, and graduated from law school. And that, my friends, is the story of the bathtub girls and the murder of their mother. If you have issues with your mother, I know I do. I suggest therapy instead of murder. I promise prison won't be for you. You won't like it. And if you actually like your mother, then happy Mother's Day. Thank you all so much for joining me. I'm Marissa Blackwood, and don't forget to tune in next week for a new All Things Murder, if you dare. <laughs> <laughs>